0: Awesome, so I am going to invite John Chalkis up here from Seeds of Hope Ministries, Children's Ministries, and uh, yeah, you can grab that stand too if you'd like, Uh, and for some of you who might not know, John and Sue were attending this church, I think, when you founded and started working with Seeds of Hope. That's right. That's right. Uh, we have some, there's a long, amazing history connection with Seeds of Hope Ministry, amazing work all around the world. Lots of you probably have great connections and memories and even some real testimonies of trips uh, going to some of the different sites around the world. But uh, this morning, we're just super excited to hear about one of these kind of organizations that, yeah, as a church, we're all churches, organizations working for God. We're all working together in the kingdom doing are unique, different parts, and it's amazing that we can support and hear from and see the way God works through something like Seeds of Hope differently than we can do here at Cedar Valley Church in Mission. So uh, do you mind if I just pray for you, John, as we go into this morning? Uh, so God, just thank you for John and Sue and Seeds of Hope and the work that they do in Zambia, Myanmar, and Thailand now. And just for the heart for kids, God, all around the world who need love, need raising, need guidance, need your salvation and love in their lives, God, and just that real hand of healing and care, uh, especially affected by health complications, uh, affected by social challenges, God, when the world, the evils of the world betray them. God, you still reach out in grace, and you use us to do that. So God, I just pray that you bless John, bless this time, that we can hear something amazing happening through Seeds of Hope and be inspired to be part of this. We pray these things in your name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Grant.
0: So good to be here. This is uh,
1: like coming back home for us. Like Grant said, we started 1995 just down the block. This was our home church. We've been coming here for 20 years, 20 years ago. So uh, we were a lot younger then. You guys were a lot younger then. But uh, yeah, we started here uh, with pop bottle drives and uh, pie sales and all kinds of stuff. And, And the encouragement we received from you guys, the prayers, the, the support. has been amazing. Many of you have traveled with us to Zambia. So I'm really, really excited to share with you what God's doing in places like Zambia and Thailand and Myanmar. And this month I want to put a plug in. We're having a 30 days, starting June, 30 days of prayer. And if you're not on our mailing list, We do have a a prayer package in the back. So come and see us. We'd love for you to pray with us as we journey through this. I want to share a scripture that I I love. It's found in Micah 6. And it reads like this. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. In a world that's We are bombarded with bad news of all the evil that is prevalent. It's so easy to become negative, to be downcast, to be depressed. It's easy to think that this is the way things are and there's nothing we can do about it. It's easy to have an attitude that just take care of yourself. But Jesus said, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. He's calling us to shine our light and I love what James 1:27 says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to take care of orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So this morning I want to encourage you that we can be a huge difference. Indeed, from the time Jesus rose from the grave, his followers have changed the world. They repaired They rebuilt hospitals and schools and orphanages. They repaired homes after disasters. We brought healing and restoration. And we stood for human rights. And we spoke for those that couldn't speak for themselves. And we're still doing it. This morning, I want to bring you good news. What God is doing through his people. And this, to me, is the most amazing thing. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our efforts. But this is an opportunity. When we see these very same things that are so overwhelming, these overwhelming needs, these are the same opportunities that we get to take part in building God's kingdom. That's the amazing thing for me. So this morning I want to encourage you by the stories we tell and to invite you to continue to pray with us, continue supporting us, continue encouraging us, and even join us on a team. So the first slide is, I just want to share with you that Zambia is one of the poorest countries in the world. And around the city of Indola, it's surrounded by, I think, seven shanty slums and hundreds of thousands of people live in situations and houses just like this. I don't know if we can advance that slide. So you'll, I can bring you to some of these places, and, and as far as the eye can see in any direction, you'll see homes like this and children like this, and next slide, you can see more of that. There's thousands and hundreds of thousands of children that live like this, and many of them don't go to school. And I just want to share with you, I'm nodding my head because that's... <laughs> this is a typical scene. This woman had to go down to the nearest creek And haul water back. And you can see she doesn't have running water, obviously, and she's in the background, she's making a meal for her family, and she's bathing her son. So I just want to share with you that I I want to share with this is where our kids come from, and this is where they where they end up. And we we say that we have well the video's playing. This is what Grace Academy looks like. This is where our kids end up.
2: are is so overwhelming And I hear the sound of your voice All at once is a gentle and thundering noise, oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming I delight Activated by your beauty I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed by you And got our own into your arms Unashamed because of mercy I'm
1: So I just wanted to share some of those Uh, buildings that you saw there you can see the solar panels and and that was taken about a year ago and since that time we've had a lot more buildings and Dave Dirksen and Shannon Dirksen who grew up in this church his parents are still here many more relatives are still here they're responsible for many of those buildings and he's been they've been the most amazing volunteers we've ever had so we're grateful For them and all the work that they do, they signed on for a year and they stayed for five. So, uh, yeah, I just want to put in a plug for them. We appreciate them so much. They went, uh, we didn't know them that well. We knew their family and we've become family with them. So, thank you, Dave and Shan. I think they're watching from Zambia right now. They're watching online. So, thank you, guys. Great to have you. I'd like to introduce you to Arnold. Arnold came to us when he was four years old. He was orphaned. He was abandoned. He was sick. And he was a, right away we could tell he was a very talented kid. He, he loves sports. He's very athletic. He's very artistic. He's very musical. He, he's good at whatever he does. Very academic. And he was, uh, when he graduated, he was the valent val- Victorian. And in his speech, we'll always remember his speech because when he first came in at the height of HIV, uh, AIDS epidemic, we were losing kids every couple of months, every month sometimes. We were losing staff members. It was a really difficult time. And Arnold said in his speech that he always wondered if he would be the next one. It was, it was a tearful, it was tearful for us to hear the fear of a child And him watching his friends pass away. And his thoughts in his speech was really moving for us. But he he grew up and uh, we had this white wall that we always looked at this wall. It was this plastered wall. And one day Dave asked him, said, would you paint a mural? Because I'm tired of looking at the white wall. And we didn't really expect that much. We just saw whatever he does will be better than that white wall. And we saw him do some sketches, you know, some pencil sketches. And he can draw. So anyways, he started graphing. He started graphing the wall. And we're like, what are you doing? Like, where did you figure this out? He wanted to get everything proportionate. This is his first first mural. We were so amazed at his artwork. We asked him to do more. And uh, this is... um, His giraffe mural, and then this is his lion. Look at the colors that this kid picked out and the eyes. We were so amazed. And this is the wall, the big wall that he did. Here's the thing. Here's a kid that would have been lost. And there's thousands and hundreds of thousands, millions of kids just like him. Orphan children, street kids. But God has given them talents and abilities and intelligence and all these things. And these kids, unless they're rescued, will be wasted. It is so amazing to me to see these kids that God has brought into our lives and brought into the the ministry flourish and to produce fruit and to. be- become what God has created them to be I want to share with you uh, another boy shepherd this is arnold shepherd came to us I'm <laughs> doing I'm doing that, I'm doing that <laughs> Shepherd came to us we're not advancing As Also as a toddler, four or five years old. How old was he? Six? And he had scoliosis in the back. He had a huge lump on his back. The orphanage where he came from was neglecting him, even you might say abuse. He would soil himself. He was incontinent because of that big lump pressing against organs in his body. And instead of being helped up and cleaned up and soothed, he was yelled at, he was uh, beaten, he was uh, abused, he was made fun of, he was belittled, and he was rescued by another organization and brought to us. And we started searching for uh, places that can help him, and we brought him up to Ghana to get surgery. I want to show you his x-rays. You can see uh, how, what, is, what he looked like before, and you can see how they straighten his back. This is Shepard returning. He went for about a year almost. It was multiple surgeries to correct his, his spine. This is Shepard returning back to Zambia. He had a hero's welcome. And a year ago, we'll go to the next slide. A year ago, Shepard came to me. He also had club feet. And we brought him back to Ghana to get his club feet repaired. And it didn't go so well with his club feet. And he had an open wound, and, he, and it ha- he always got infected. He had a lot of pain. He couldn't uh, walk properly. And last year he came to me, and he said, when I graduate, he was graduating that year, when I graduate, I want to get my foot amputated. Would you bring me, t- would you do that, f- would you arrange that? And I, I said, let me, let me pray about Let me see what I can do. And I didn't want to do this. So um, we decided to bring him to South Africa to get treatment for him, to treat that infection, see if we can bring healing to to him. And anyways, we got him fitted with a special boot. And things are going well. The infection is under control. He's happy. I'm happy because I didn't want to do that. Anyways, right after this, we have our boys camp. And he got baptized. You can see the baptism picture there. But the theme of the boys' camp was uh, One Way, One Jesus. And he wrote a song. And I just want to show you the enthusiasm and the faith of this young man and, and, his, and his joy in the Lord. And he wrote a song while he was at camp and he taught it to the boys. And I just want to play this next video. This is Shepard. Now just imagine he's got club feet, he's got swords. Look at him. Lead this car. Here, that's him conducting. Amazing. Now, here's the thing with us we have the most unique church. Our church is made up of all kids. The ushers are children, the choir is children. Uh, Sometimes the, the kids even get to preach. I think they get to preach once a month. It's the most amazing church. And I want to tell you something you'll never, ever fall asleep in an African church, and you'll never fall asleep with these kids leading with that kind of enthusiasm that kind of faith and I tell you it's so inspiring for me to be part of that I want to go uh, now to Asia we work in Asia this is our home in in Myanmar and uh, as you've heard there's 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 been a military coup last February and things are in shambles we're not uh, we're not able to get there anymore our kids are, living in fear. This is them hiding in the jungle. When the military goes through their town, they hide because they're afraid of being abducted. They're afraid of being taken to be child soldiers. They're afraid of the girls being taken as concubines. There's fear and instability in that place. We just got an email last night of one of our pastor friends, and they're saying that uh, it's so unstable. They're talking about inflation. They can't afford things. They're afraid uh, their electricity is only—they only have power for four hours a day. Uh, life is extremely difficult, and there's—they don't know what's happening. They don't know what's what their future holds. So we ask you to pray with us for myanmar pray for the bride of christ pray for the church in myanmar that they will remain strong that god will use them for revival pray for the leaders for for these very generals that are causing the problems that they too will come to know jesus that there'll be peace in that land so from this is thailand and this is uh new rain this is we have a project in thailand and we care for orphan adults. These are women that have come out of some horrific situations. A lot of them have come out of the sex trade. One of the women there, her mom, when her daughters turned 13, she would sell them. And her, uh, one of her ladies there, her and her sister that 13 years old were sold into the sex trade. And that's all she's known. And now she's got HIV, she's got mental illness, she's a, she's a, a grown woman. But um, she can't make it on her own. She, so we have a place for her, and we're ministering to her. All these women know Jesus now. In a Buddhist country, they found healing. They found restoration. They found love. They found a place where they belong, and they're growing in their faith. And we are privileged to be part of that. And right on that property... <clears throat> We've started a new program for children rescued out of trafficking. So we divided that property. There's a, there's a picture of the property where we divide. It's about five acres. We divided it in half, and half of it is for children. Susan and I, um, there's the property, and we built homes for children. There's one is for the boys, one's for the girls. The building in the middle is the, the lunch area. These are the bedrooms. I just want to give you a quick look at what is inside. This is one of the new girls. and, And when the kids come to us, they have absolutely no possessions, zero possessions. So she's admiring and loving the clothes she just received. And one of the things that we were just there, we admitted 10 more kids while we were there. I think three of them were under five years old. Can you wrap your head around that? So it was a very heart-wrenching situation for us to think of these children, where they came from, the horrific things they've experienced, the trauma they've been through. So it was heart-wrenching. And then they discovered Lego. And that was thrilling for us because all of a sudden they were just kids. And they were playing, and, were, and it was glee. It was amazing for us. It was just heartwarming that we could be part of that healing, and uh, we also had did some outings with them. We went swimming. We took them um, out to the pool and watched them again with the glee, with the laughter, with the playing. It was we just had normal kids. It was so awesome to see them being kids. It's it just for me. It was it was as a dad. You know, when I think about what they've been through, it makes me think of, like, extremely violent things that I want to do. But to watch them be kids, it was soothing for me. This is them worshiping together. Let's go back one slide. So our manager, her husband is a pastor, and he comes in every week, and he does a worship for the women and for the children. And this is their family now. It's awesome to see them worshiping together. Now, you've got to remember, this is a Buddhist country. They all come in as Buddhists, and they find out God loves them. That is a healing thing right there. They are special. They are created in God's image. God is their father. He cares for them, and he washes them clean. He takes away their guilt and their shame, and he restores them, and he does amazing things in their lives, and, and they're loved here. This is their security or their safety here. What an awesome feeling for us to be part of it. And the next one is, this is their Bible say. They're learning about Jesus. They're learning that God loves them, that they're special, that, that they are a child of God, and God has a future and a plan for them. What an awesome, amazing thing that, you know what, we're all part of this your sponsorship, your prayers, your encouragement. This is what helps us do this. We can't do this alone. We like the, like the Bible says, we are one body. We are one body and we're working together. So I want to invite you in the back. There's a, we have a table. We're doing a sponsorship drive. We brought in a lot of new kids. We have kids new kids in Africa. We have new kids in Asia. And again, we can't do this without you. Would you sponsor a child for a little more than it costs for a coffee a day? Going to Tim Hortons, that Tim Hortons can sponsor a child and can change the life of a child, can change the destiny of a child, just like it did for Shepard. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, Shepard just got accepted to medical school. This kid that... Was treated so badly, was made fun of because he had a deformity. He's going to be a doctor. He's going to be bringing healing to other kids. It just amazes me to see what God is doing, how He turns things around, and how He lifts up those that are rejected, that are frowned upon, that are stigmatized. He lifts those kids up, and He makes and He lifts them up and says, and He sits them with princesses. And that's what we're seeing, and that's what we're praying for, and that's the thrill for me to see God working. It's, it's amazing. So thank you, folks. I was going to say, we have a sponsorship table. We have a walk for Asia. a fundraiser for Myanmar. And for Thailand, we, we're growing Thailand. We're putting in more buildings. We're going to be bringing more kids in. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff like that. And Myanmar, because of the, the situation there, our budget is blown out of the water. Inflation is going crazy. We need to up our support for them. So we're having a walk for Asia. It's going to be a Mill Lake. When's the date, Susan? June 11th. You can join us. You can sign up. Or if you don't want to walk, you can sponsor Susan. (laughs) We got his pledge seat over there, whatever you want. How long are you walking? Like 20 miles or something? Yeah. Whatever she's walking, you can sponsor her. I want to thank you, Cedar Valley. You guys have been so awesome for us to be here this morning as we're back home. And uh, we miss the orange peas. No, we don't. We actually love what you guys did. But uh, thank you so much for having us. God bless you. Uh, let me finish up in prayers. Thank you, Father God, for this family. Thank you for your bride, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are one body. And, Lord, we want to see you glorified. We want to see you working. We want to be part of the work. Lord Jesus, we want to be the light of the world. We want to be salt that like you're calling us to be. So, Father God, I just pray for each and every one here, Lord, that you would bless them. And I love what you said to Abraham, or what, Abraham, what you said to Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. We thank you for that promise, Lord. We just ask, Lord, now that you uh, put that in our heart and, and just glory in what you're doing in the lives of these children. And let us see this work, Lord. Thank you so much for the victories you bestow upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks so much, John. Uh, Seeds of Hope is amazing, right? And I was just thinking in my mind, too, of like so many ways that you listed for how we can be a supportive church, supportive people, follow, supportive followers of Jesus. Uh, and, you know, a, a simple one that is really important too. Like now we've all heard the amazing things that Seeds of Hope is doing all around the world in three different countries. And uh, you know who doesn't know about Seeds of Hope stuff? People who don't know about Seeds of Hope. So it's like talk to people. Talk to your neighbors or friends or family even. Something as simple as that. Sharing about the walks and the prayer journeys that you're doing for is huge. Just bringing awareness of the organization which then can bring opportunities for more support. So Uh, You know, just as we go, and like you said, you've got a table. I really encourage all of you to just make some time to check out some of the materials uh, online if you've got to get out of here right away. Um, Talk to John and Sue. And I just had a verse that came to my mind as well as just reading through it. So out of Isaiah, which is a, a book in the Old Testament. Most of it is a prophet who's talking to the people of Israel who's just a nation that has gotten their lives completely in a mess. The whole nation has gone away from God. Everything's a disaster. And then the prophets, what they say regularly throughout is not just get your life together, figure out how to do better. They always actually go to say, you know what, you got to start with. And uh, so, chapter 1, verse 17 says, learn to do good and in parentheses, by by helping others. Seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, fight for the rights of widows. That's so core to us in our journey of faith as humans, as followers of Jesus, as people on this planet, literally is not just get yourself figured out, but actually be defending and supporting and reaching out and helping others. So I'll send you off with that. Thank you again so much, John. Check out the booth at the back. Otherwise, have a great week.